recorded in front of a live studio audience. This episode presented by Carolina Sports Studio. Welcome to the next iteration of Behind the Beard WNC. My name is Patrick Pohl. I've got the band in tow with me today. Carson Jones, along with anchors Lewis Anderson and Mike Anderson, as always. And also in studio today, two new guests as we take a look at a new sports season in basketball. Reynolds head coaches Amanda Whitaker for the women's basketball team and men's basketball head coach Ryan Stevens. Gentlemen, what about this? We're going from football into basketball, but football's not even over yet. Wait, there's another sport other than football? They play basketball around here? I guess so. I mean, it is a fun sport to watch. Jeez. All right, well, I will. basketball usually gets a little bit more credit than the sport in the spring. So, um, you know, it's baseball is definitely the, the, third, the third in line. So do you think it's football, base, basketball, then baseball? I would say, you know, based on attendance, you know, the 20 people that come to baseball. <laughs> I mean. Hey, especially Inca baseball. Definitely. I mean, basketball, that gym is full every time. Yeah. I'd like to ask Coach Stevens, what's his rankings? Oh, that's a good one. Um, really depends on the season, I think. Okay. Um, I have a lot of people ask me that, and that's what I'll tell them. I mean, I, now, before we get I into. I can't answer that question. Before we get into the meat of things, we have to ask you some serious questions. Okay. This is a this is an important one. This is one we ask all our live guests. I forgot to ask Derek last week. What? I did. You dropped the ball, Mike. That's a fumble. Indeed. Or a turnover. That too. Coach Stevens first. What was the most defining music album of your high school career? Um, I mean, this was a couple years before my senior year, but I I'm, I'm a Metallica guy. And uh, Load, Reload, those two albums were, they got to be up there. Coach Whitaker? Absolutely. I love some Metallica. Am I allowed to choose two, or does it just have to be one? You're the guest. You can choose however many you want. (laughs) Um, So my first one would be Evanescence. Um, That was the one that got me through basketball my entire high school career. And then my other one would be Jack Johnson. So two totally different ends of the spectrum here, but... Mm -hmm. Mike, have you ever heard of either one of those? I've heard of Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Pat was shaking his head like he knew what you were talking about. Evanescence, I mean, I'm not a huge, I mean, I've listened to their album, but Amy Lee, wow, does she have a voice. I mean, that's, that's high high end right there. Good call, Coach Witt. Did you call Did you call Pat and let him know what you were going to say so he could get ready? (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) He is the Reynolds guy. (laughs) That's right. I am the Reynolds guy. So, Coach Wood, tell us a little about you. You're a Reynolds grad, is that right? Yeah. You've been in the Reynolds area a long time. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got to Reynolds as a coach and what you got going on this year. Um, yeah, I grew up in Fairview, and I graduated from Reynolds in 2007 and stayed close to home and went and played at Brevard College, came back, and um, I started coaching at Inca High School, actually, um, 
or two years and then coach go ahead were you assistant coach <laughs> i was okay. i was an assistant coach um and then when coach stevens got the job the girl's job at reynolds he asked me to come over and so the rest is history here i am sometimes we forget coach stevens was the reynolds coach as well now you're the men's coach yeah yeah i was the girls coach for you were not from around here though i'm not um from west virginia and went to Mars Hill and played football and loved each sport equally. Um, but thought I was a little better at football, probably um, better built for football. And so made that choice and then um, got a student teaching job at Reynolds. Go ahead. For the record, Coach Stevens looks like he could still play football. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Mike. So uh, this has to be an interesting time of year for you, Coach Stevens. Uh, I mean, are you still the defensive line coach? I am. So, I mean, Reynolds getting ready to fire up for a playoff run, all this, but basketball starting too. I mean, what what does your time schedule look like with a mixture of both? It's the best time of year. It's the best time of year. You get your second win in football, and you know, ain't nothing like the playoffs. And so, um, and you got to start a basketball. So it's not a whole lot of sleep, but uh, you're running on pure adrenaline, and it's a lot of fun. And la- I, I, I believe last year you guys were practicing basketball at like 5.30 in the morning or something, right? There are days. There are days you practice really early, um, specifically game days. you got to go ahead and get your practice because the boys want to go to the game too. You know, the basketball boys want to go to the game too. So um, it's good to get up and get it done. Uh, but most days it's football practice, and then uh, right after football practice we go right into basketball. So, so just back up a little bit. You were at Mars Hill. How did you end up at Reynolds? Uh, so I did my student teaching at Reynolds. And, man, loved it, loved it. But I knew getting a job there was probably not going to happen, just, you know, getting your name out into education and getting into education. So I started actually at Inca, too, as a one-on-one assistant. Never left uh, coaching Reynolds because I was coaching while I was doing student teaching. And then a special ed job came open um, at Reynolds, and I got it. And then a PE job came open, and been there ever since. Have you always been a football coach? I know you were the uh, girls' basketball coach. I've always been a football coach, yeah. When I uh, got a student teaching job at Reynolds, uh, that was my first year, so that was 08. Good news, Carson. There's hope for you. They both started Inca and ended up somewhere else. <laughs> that is that's very promising. Carson, yeah. you looking to make a transition? <laughs> no, I mean, is there – Coach Stevens, any, any spots available? There's always <laughs> spots for the right guy. <laughs> for the right guy, I like that. I mean, are, are you just riding Todd forever? I'm just – I'm supporting Todd. Todd's, Todd's <laughs> one of my best friends. So I'm supporting him. <laughs> so, I know you guys uh, – fantastic years last year. I looked at your schedule coming up this season – I need to know who makes your schedule and do they hate you? <laughs> He's pointing to me. No, it's not just me. Um, we both sit down and try to figure it out and we try to pick the best teams, you know, the best competition that's going to challenge us and that's what we do. So last year, I mean, a huge investment in travel, going to Florida, all this. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, you guys were geared up for success in the playoffs, right? I think so. Um are you are you doing that same schedule this year? Yeah, so we're not going to Florida. Uh, couldn't pull that off two years in a row financially. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean those kind of teams uh, are not going to come up the mountain and play. So you got to travel. It's kind of the same concept as uh, what Coast Laws does football. Um, so our AD is not always happy with us, but uh, he <laughs> understands. He understands that we've got to go play people to to get ready for the playoffs. Listen, I mean, if you need financial support, I mean, we we might know the treasurer. 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Pat's willing that. to write a check today. So Cox Mill, Weddington, TL, Hannah, Myers Park, all on the schedule this year. That's a tough competition. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the end goal is to be ready in February. And, you know, we want to go undefeated. We want to go 24-0 and be the one seed in the West. Uh, that's what we're preparing to do. But you got to get your team ready to go. And um, if you don't if you don't play teams like that, they're – my belief is you're not going to be ready when you do see them in the second, third round. You lost a couple of seniors last year, but you've got a lot of talent coming back on the on boys' side. With Declan and Grant and, you know, the other compliment, uh, Dickie. Kalen. Yeah, Kalen. Kalen Gilliland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you're coming back with some pretty good talent. Do you have trouble filling the void? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. You know, we've got we got those four. We call those our core four. Uh they had a lot of experience last year, and um, we got a kid. Uh, you guys know Wesley Rumbaugh, uh, played receiver for football team. He's playing. Uh, he's played his, nearly his entire life. He's. We saw him some in the summer. He's really going to help us. And then, um, you know, ironically, Ty Johnson, uh, the football, uh, came over for football, and he's really going to help us. He, he started for Irwin, just a freak athlete. And then uh, we got a kid um, – TC kid, just tough situation. Uh, he wanted to transfer to Reynolds, and um, I feel like we're seven or eight strong. You know, we got a another one that's coming from last year's team. So uh, I really like our first seven or eight. Um, that's what I'll say about that. Coach Wood, you lost Jenna and Landon, the dynamic duo. In wow, Reynolds. I mean that's some size and strength underneath. What what's the story there? Yeah, so we. We graduated two of our bigs, and they were pivotal players in our program. And so our identity this year is going to be totally different because we don't have them. <laughs> so the things that we were able to do with them the last three, four years, we're not going to be able to do this year because um, I'm used to big basketball, and we're going to have to be quicker, a lot quicker this year. So it's going to look different, but I'm very confident in our team. I mean, we return everybody else. So I don't think we're going to have a problem with that. Yeah, you got what Peyton uh, Eberhart back, Julie Janice. Uh, Julie Janice, yeah, goodness. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're coming back with some guns. Oh yeah, I mean, we like a, we return everybody, and those Julie Janice is the leader of that pack, and we're going to expect big things out of her, and she's the motor of the team. Um, and so, you know, I, like I said, I feel very confident with what we have and our goals this year, and it's going to be tough to play without Landon and Jenna, but we're going to be fine. Addie Long stepping up, right? Yeah, she's coming off an ACL injury last year, um, and she's she's it when it comes to size. She's literally all we have when it comes to size. So she's got she got a lot of pressure riding on her, but she's she's doing well. She's working hard, so she's good. You know, one of the funniest stories of all time with Mike Anderson came – Oh, the Asheville game. With, with Coach Whitaker's – Girls basketball team. I don't know if you remember this, but Mike and I were calling the play by play for the live stream for Reynolds. It's a Saturday, so there's not a lot of folks there. That's right. It's a pretty empty gym. And there was, a, I think it was a call against Landon Stewart underneath, wasn't it? Yes. And it was a terrible call. It was terrible. And Mike was so upset with the call that he turned my mic and his mic off. And then screamed at the officials so loud that the entire gym went quiet afterwards. And then he turned the mic right back on as if he said anything at all. It was hilarious. So here's the thing. 
if you guys don't know, Pat Lewis and I, we made our start in COVID with basketball with Coach Witt and Coach Stevens. That's right. And they were both willing to talk to us, give us information, uh, text us. You know, Coach Stevens was always texting me, you know, what was going on. And, and I mean, that's where we got our start in hearing ourselves talk, so to speak. And uh, lo- we love doing basketball together. We went to football. We found football a lot harder to call because there's so much downtime in between plays. But these guys right here, you know, they were fantastic. Coach Stevens would listen every week and say, you know, I didn't like hearing this, but, you know, I think you were right. And, and every time we asked him, hey, can we interview, he was always on board. We interviewed him during a ninth grade game for like half the game. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I can speak on one thing with Coach Stevens is um, back in my Rocket days, I know that it seems like many, many years ago, but I've been in, in a locker room with Coach Stevens and – I'll tell him in front of all the the live audience and the listeners out there. Um, he's tremendous. Always thought the world of him. Um, great competitor. He's worked his way up from student teaching at Inca to now the head men's coach at Reynolds High School, which is something that, you know, I know he's from West Virginia, but Coach Wick can attest to it. It's usually it's not easy for someone outside of the Rocket World to come and enter the Rocket World as the head coach. Um, so. That's something that we've, you know, just from coaches in West North Carolina, I can, you know, say respect them. Um, my question would be for for him, what what other um, organization, what other coaching staff, what team are you, um, do you respect the most, do you see could challenge you guys for a conference championship this year? Well, as much as I hate to say it, I think, first of all, thank you. That uh, means a lot. Um, so are you like 70 if you coach Carson? <laughs> That's you, good. Last week you called me 16, so am I old or young now? Both. <laughs> Go ahead, Coach Stevens. I'm sorry. Um, much I hate to say it, TC's always coach really well, and they, they play a kind of a methodical, I hate to say slow, anything slow in basketball, but they make you guard and they make you be patient. And It's just like their football team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Billy does a really good job. Actually, uh, when I first got to Reynolds, he was the head coach at Reynolds. So I coached under Billy. I, I got a really good relationship with him. His his staff is excellent. Um, and you got to strap it up when you're playing against them because we're so used to playing fast, fast, fast. And they're not going to let you do that. They force you to be patient. They're really good. I know when we were calling the games, Coach Stevens, your team was at best when it was chaos. Right. Is that still the case? Yeah, just organized chaos, man. I mean, we we try to teach principles more than we t- we teach plays. Um, I think that's important. Uh, the kids know how to play and not just go here, do this, do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, organized chaos. If we can muddy it up, uh, we feel like we have the athletes to compete with mostly anybody. Uh, it's those disciplined teams uh, that, that give us problems who are also more athletic than we are. Yeah. So you lost is it three three starting seniors. Is that right? You're going to be able to uh, still win the conference? How many years have you won in a row? I don't like talking about this. <laughs> I, I know you don't, but go ahead and tell us. I'm focused on, on this year. We can we can think about that you know, here in 20 years. But um, I, I don't know, five out of six maybe. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a challenge every year, and it takes years off your life every year. And, <laughs> I mean, y'all throw us around like it's, you know, something that, you know, it's, it's really – but it's not. You know, I mean, I respect every coach in our conference, um, you know, and that's – I struggle to answer the question when you ask me what other staff, you know, because all of them are really good. And, I mean, I know P. 
people knock Asheville and Asheville basketball, but uh, yeah, there's some play, there's some players up here too. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the first thing I'd say is just our players. I mean, we got players. We got we got some dudes who can play, and um, some of those guys are football guys, and some of those guys are just basketball guys. Some of them play baseball, um, but for the most part, they buy into what we're what we're preaching. And we got a really good uh, coaching staff. You know, that I, very uh, blessed to have. To say that. So one more question: How many football guys do you have playing basketball? Uh, we got two, maybe three. Trying to figure another one out. How uh, bad does that time. hurt you early in the year? Uh, it does, but you got to think big picture. You know, you got you got kids who uh, are going to get valuable experience, um, and they might not otherwise if those football kids were with us. You know, it, I mean, that's all I know. It, when you coach basketball at Reynolds, I mean, you're probably not going to have your dues till at least the beginning of December. Basketball is the number one sport at Reynolds. Is that right? It's probably not. Probably a lot of people will probably tell you it's not. Um, but you know, if we can even come close to being respected like the football team, I'm I'm good with that. Coach Wait, you lost a couple seniors. Who's going to challenge you for the conference championship this year? You probably don't have any players playing football. No, I don't. <laughs> um, I think McDowell is going to have a good team this year. They're always pretty scrappy, um, and they return a few of their. They're solid players. Um, they play real tough and real scrappy, especially against us. So um, they'll challenge us. Um, North Buncombe, Inca, I always have respect for them. That's where I started. Um, and then, I mean, I, any given night, it can be any team. So I, I don't – we have to go in with that attitude. Now, Coach Witt, do you have um, – do you have – athletes that play multiple sports do you guys do basketball what is your you know being a women's basketball player at Reynolds what does that look like year-round so it really differs from team to team like this year I have two kids that played volleyball and last year I didn't have any kids that played volleyball um, I've got several that play softball so it kind of differs from team to team um, two years ago I didn't have I just had basketball players I want my kids to be multi-sport athletes I think it's important um challenges you mentally and physically use different muscles um, and I think it's good I mean I think it's just good for them to experience high school sports so um, it just <clears throat> kind of depends on the team how important is it for these kids to play multiple sports coach Went? oh it's extremely important I mean we encourage it if if they don't have a specific sport outside of basketball that they like at least try to like get them to run track because that's important too and it, and it will help with basketball too coach Stevens your kids that aren't playing football what are they doing um, I mean, they play basketball pretty much year round. Um, and you know, I got different thoughts about that, but, um, I mean, that's it. Good luck trying to talk them out of that because that's what they want to do. Basketball and baseball both have seemed to become a year round sport. Do you think it's important to play the other stuff? Absolutely. I mean, I'm on board with coach Witt with that. Um, I mean, like she said, it trains different muscles. I think the first thing that a college coach is probably going to ask is, does he play anything else? Uh, I'm, I'm going to really find out what kind of athlete he is, you know. Um, and a lot of times you'll see college coaches come and watch them play another sport, you know, just, just to see how they handle themselves uh, in another sport, in another atmosphere. And uh, I think it's really, really important not to mention, you know, I think it just brings the community together. I think it brings the school together. I think, you know, teams uh cheering for other teams is, is really important you know i mean we're we're in it for the ultimate high school experience and uh that's just my thoughts on it. hey we got to see that firsthand last year at your game 
remember Asher had gotten the offer to go play football from Elon. And I remember when we were up calling the game. Not we. That was you. Was it me? I thought you were. No, was it me and I Travis? I got fired after game one. No, that's right. <laughs> oh, we were up there calling the game. The coaches for Elon were there watching him. So, that, that yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Duke and Duncan basketball, too. When they saw him, you know, be able to do that, uh, I mean, that's, that's, it's impressive. So, they, yeah, they, I remember them saying, you know, they're going to stay and watch that game, which I thought was important, too. So, Coach Witt, what do you do to help get your players to the next level? I know you've got some, some, some young ladies playing in college. H- how do you help those get those young ladies? Um, well, it really starts in the off season um, because a lot of times during our season, coaches don't have time to come and watch our kids because they're busy with their own season. So it happens in the off season, and it just we we focused a couple years ago, like in our summer June ball, we're taking our kids to college camps and and getting them out there where they can be seen by coaches um, and in schools that they could potentially play at, so they can get recognized. Um, and so it starts there and then just creating relationships and contacts with schools so that you have them in your back pocket and you can talk to them about these kids that you have. Um, but it's, it, it like, it, it happens in the off season for us, um, in the summertime. How hard is it with parents that think maybe my, <laughs> she immediately laughed when I said parents, how hard is it when the parent thinks, Hey, my kid is a D one basketball player. But really, they're not. How how hard is it to deal with those folks and kind of uh, manage expectations? Yeah, that's that one is a tough one because I've yet to master that. Hopefully, one day I can. Um, we talk about this all the time. You know, parents they love their kids. They think they're the best thing, and that's great. Um, but I even talked about. I think I was talking to Coach Stevens. I need to. I want to bring in a D one athlete, and I want her to be there for my coaches' meeting so that they can physically see what this kid looks like because. When you're standing by six three, six four D one female athlete, it's totally different. Um, and I think that it's not all about size. I mean, you gotta have the athletic ability too, but you gotta have some size to you. And so a lot of these kids, especially coming to me, they're not built for it. And they have to be built for it. Um, and so that it's tough and to give them a realistic visual of what that looks like and the amount of time and effort it takes, which is also why we go to the camps over the summer and we talk to these, the players talk to our kids and the coaches talk to our kids. They get a, they get to ask them questions about what it's like to be a D1, D2 basketball player. Um, and it's just good for them. And it opens their eyes to see what they want and what, what it takes to get to that level. Coach Stevens, same question for you. Not a lot of D1 basketball players coming out of Western North Carolina. How do you manage parents' expectations? Um, take them, take a kid to a practice. We just took our whole team to a D1 practice last week and uh, get some feedback from the kids. You know, what, what, what type of player um, do you see out there? You know, um, and so, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing. And then, you know, just as far as managing, I think, I think you've got to be – I think they appreciate you being real with them. I really do, um, you know, and uh, on the boys' side, I know on the girls' side too. Like, they're they're going to recruit a body type. You know, what I'm saying like if you're if you're a division, if you think you're a division one player, but you know you're five eleven, you better be the best shooter in the country. You know, and you got you got to be able to do things other, you know, a six two, you know, dude can't can't do, and you better be able to do those little things really really well. And so 
uh, they do recruit body types. You know, if you're a three, four, you better be at least six, five, you know, at least. Uh, and it really depends on the level that you want to play at too, or whatever level you can play at. But if you, if you want to play four or five, I mean, specifically a five, you better be over six, eight, you know, and I've got four and fives that, you know, are, are sitting right at six, two, six, three. I want to go play division one ball. It's like, be real with them, you know, be real with them. Uh, might want to think about uh, playing another position, you know, so um, I don't know. I, I think they appreciate, even though it might sting initially, just being real with them up front. Yeah. So when, when, we, when we've been talking to all these football coaches, that they've all been real with their kids about, hey, you might not be a 6'3 guy, but, but you're a 5'11", mm-hmm. 200 pounds. You can go play D2, D3. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have similar conversations with those guys? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just it's the same thing. Yeah. So, so just like football, basketball, you, you can go play somewhere if you want to. But it might not be at Duke. It might not be at Carolina. It right. might be at, you know, Mars Hill. Right, right. Chances are good. I mean, it, it's it's a little harder in basketball just because, you know, you got 15-man rosters, you know, as opposed to – A hundred. Right. And and even baseball is 50-something in yeah, college. Yeah. So, uh, the money slash opportunity that's out there, and I hate to say it, for basketball, uh, you just better be really flipping good at what you do um, just, just to be seen, you know, in, in the game of basketball. Now you had a special player, and I'd you know I'd be crazy if I didn't ask. But um, when was it Rakis? Yeah. So when you when you first saw him, did you know he was just different the first time you saw him? Absolutely, his okay. mentality was completely different. Completely different. And it was fantastic. Yeah. Two years with Rakis, um, I see he committed to Kansas. Mm. Mm. Man, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you what got him there. Obviously, he's he's God given talent, but the kid. Are you sure it wasn't your coach? It, no, listen, he made me look really good <laughs> a lot of the times. Um, you put that kid in space and say, do your thing, man. Um, and, we, and all of us have seen it, calling games. I mean, he could take over a game. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, too, is he was – at times you were like, all right, man, now it's time. You know, he was very unselfish. And he would be. It just speaks to the kind of kid he is and the kind of character he has, and that's why he got Kansas. You know, I mean, I – you're talking about one of the best, you know, top five program in the country, you know. So uh, that kid was there before practice, stayed after practice, uh, got kids in the gym with him. Um, he was just a special kid, wired different and blessed, God-given. There were several times we would be in there stocking in the concession stand. Indeed. And Rakeese is in there shooting. He's already your best shooter. Yeah. But he's getting he's trying to get better. Yeah. yeah. What is the machine? Uh, the gun. The he's gun. called the gun. I mean, we would watch him, and he would hit, you know, twenty-eight of thirty. All the, I mean, he was just on that thing all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, when people told him he was just a freak athlete, and all he could dunk, all he could do was dunk. No, that's then, not true. Uh, he said, "All right, I'll show y'all." Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that year we had him, I think he shot thirty-eight percent for three-point range, and I'm like, "This this kid's more than what y'all think he is." So you had two years with him. One, you lost in the first round, but once he left, you made a pretty good run. Explain that. It's all about matchups, really. Um, I thought, you know, when he was a freshman, we had a young team. You know, we had a young team, and um, it was one of those things. I think we had to learn in that first game. Yeah, we lost in that first-round game, and uh, there were still a lot of things that we had to do better. And 
that second year we had him, we lost in the first. Man, we had – and this is what people don't understand. Um, this team comes in, they're 27th ranked, and uh, but they had eight seniors who had been playing varsity ball since they were sophomores. And we ran into a buzzsaw, and it's all about matchups. That's what I said. And that was a really hard one to swallow because I thought we had – uh, a pretty a pretty good team who could make a deep run. But we ran into a team who had been playing really well together, and they played down in Greensboro. So seeing us, nothing different to them. You know, I mean, they see those teams every night. So uh, it's just about matchups. Do you both think that's the hard part about playing in the MAC? That um, these Gastonia, Mecklenburg County schools, I mean, they play tough teams every night. It's not like once in a while. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it tough, Coach Witt, when you're playing these guys and – They've been playing tough competition all year, and you're playing some teams that you can beat pretty easily. Yeah, it's very hard, which is why Coach Stevens and I decided, I think it was like two years ago, that we've got to we've got to get off the mountain and we've got to go play these teams. Because three years ago when we, um, we were in the playoffs, my kids, we played Chambers. And it was like a shock factor when they walked in. My kids have never seen teams like that and girls that looked like that. And so that was – that moment in time is where – it was a, a switch for me. And I was like, okay, my kids have got to see this more times than not so that they're prepared and ready. So that's why we, we make the schedule the way it is to better prepare us. And we're not shocked. So 3A versus 4A, are you guys more excited about playing in 3A now that you don't have to play the 4A? I mean, arguably the best team in the state plays in 3A on the West side. And so Central Cabarrus is, uh, they've won it the last couple of years and, uh, they return a lot of guys back, so they're arguably the best team in the state, regardless of class. Coach Witt? Yeah, I mean, I don't – it's still the same mindset. I mean, we're going to play some really, really tough teams in the 3A. And so, it, it doesn't, nothing changes for us. I think I think your first and second round game is probably – I hate to say it, probably going to be a, a little easier. I mean, when you've got West Forsyth in the first round and you know, she's playing uh, Myers Park in the second round, I mean, I don't think you're going to see that in 3A. Um, but when you get to round three and round four, I mean, you're, you're still looking to really good people. What is your guys' opinions on, you know, we talked about some Mecklenburg schools, um, Henderson counties does it like open enrollment and, you know, you're facing some teams, Myers park. I mean, you can, you can, you get a group of friends that play AU ball. I mean, they can just go pick which high school they go to. I mean, how, how much, you know, how, how challenging does that make it? Uh, It's very challenging. Um, it, you know, I'm I'm old school in, in the sense of like you you play where you're where you live and where you grow up and that's where you play and you do the best that you can with your team and you play your hardest. So, you know, I, I have an old school uh, view on that, but and that's what makes it challenging when other teams in other counties and can do that. But we go in mentality like we're doing it. There's, this is who we got. This is who we're rocking with. This is it. Coach Stevens, I have a question for you. Okay. Would you be, would do you be willing to play Christ School, who won the private school championship, beat Myers Park, less travel? Would you be willing to play them? I'm I'm always willing to play people. Always. I mean, you look at our schedule. I'm not. I'm not. Now your schedule is very difficult. Our our kids are not scared of anybody. And you ask our kids, uh, they would say yes, absolutely. Um, it's other people who make some other decisions uh, who uh, may not like that a whole lot. What do you mean by that? No comment. I, Coach Stevens, I come do, on! I do love that. That answer is the perfect answer because if you got some guys that believe in themselves and you got some cats and some guys that can go, um, I, I think if you 
you're telling me they're going to play Cox Mill, Weddington, Hannah, Myers Park. I mean, these teams, I, I don't think they'll drive. I don't think they're um, above driving 15 minutes. So the kids and Coach Stevens might not let it, but um, and he, he might not say it, but um, obviously Coach Stevens would be okay with it. Now, one thing I've noticed, and having done the call for your sports ever since COVID, um, obviously grew up and you know, lived in Kentucky for a long time, so I'm a big basketball fan, that kind of thing. I didn't really ever pay attention, though, to girls' basketball. I never did. I'm here to tell you, though, the, the years that we have called, well, you in the first years, but me and all, all the other years. We were there for two years. You were, that's right. You were there for two. Before the we got girls' fired. games are awesome. I mean, gritty, talented. I mean, it's it's exciting ball. I enjoy that every bit as much as watching the boys' games, and that was awesome. I wish other people would see that and attend like they would the, the boys' games at all of My favorite is the year that they really didn't expect you guys to do anything. Yeah. And you guys, I believe, won conference that year. Yeah, uh, we like to be the underdog. We like to have a target on our back. Um, that's how I coach. That's how I want to be. And that's how our kids play. That's how I want our kids to play. And thank you for saying that, Pat. I appreciate that. That's like, true. I, <laughs> um, our kids play with a lot of energy, and they love the game of basketball. And when somebody can see that in the stands, um, then that means that they're they're doing what they love, and that's important. Do you think there's a target on your back just because you're AC Reynolds? Yes, always. <laughs> Every game. Every game, no matter who it is. And that's why I said earlier, you know, it, it doesn't matter what game we play because we're going to get everybody's best game. Every game. I agree with that 100%. I, I agree completely. It's it's Reynolds. It's Reynolds versus the world. It's always been when, um, when you go and when you see Reynolds, when you get your schedule before the season and you look and see, like, it's specifically – when I was at North Buncombe, it was like, okay, when do you play Reynolds? Mm-hmm. And you guys are talking about, you know, the competition in the in the conference. And, you know, obviously everybody's very good. Certainly I've seen that over the years. You know, we, we grew up, and Brendan grew up in the in the Anka community and going to the the. So you transferred league. him to the Reynolds community? He came over in middle school, yes. Yeah, why, why'd you do that, Pat? There were reasons that we're not going to get into on this podcast. but <laughs> Academic only. Uh, no, I don't do sure academic either. Um the thing though that we, that's a cool league that coach Carver had over there I remember that Inca basketball league or whatever the whole community came out and played did the, the rockets have something all the way through like that I mean is that is it, do you get that kind of support up through the youth league too or what what's that look like so we quote unquote stole uh I, I mean I'm I'm friends with coach Carver and I talked to him a little bit about that and um uh, we actually started that uh, I don't know, probably seven, eight years ago and, and got that rolling. And we really had kids who were invested and wanted to play. Um, Coach Witt hit on it a little bit. Like, um, I try to push our kids now in the offseason towards circuit ball because that's that's where they're going to get recruited also. That's going to help with their recruitment. RBC, sadly, as much as I want them all together, um, we just don't have the funds, the money uh, to go play on the circuit. Um because you better also be paying a pretty good coach some money, you know, to be coaching your team because you can't coach your own team. And so um, that's the biggest thing is it, it was rolling for four or five years and we had some kids who were really interested in it. But, uh, you know, once this, you know, and I, I can talk about transfer, 
transfer portal all day, but like they You're can't. You're not allowed to say transfer portal. In college, get you fired in college. Um, <laughs> so when they can't come, they can't come watch us play because they have, they have their own season. They're busy recruiting their own kids daily, or their kids might up and leave. So I try to tell our kids get in the circuit, get in the circuit, go play people in front of college coaches, and that kind of squashed RBC. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that because if you got kids who can go play in the circuit, uh, put them there, you know, in the right system. We're having that issue right now with uh, with just Inca baseball. We've got a couple kids that could be playing like high level showcase, and um, we've we've had trouble trying to get those kids to make that commitment. But it's really about playing the the best players possible and getting off of Bob Lewis or getting off the mountain um, and whatnot, and just playing kids from around here. And, you know, Coach Stevens just hinted at the transfer portal and, you know, with college sports, that's changed recruiting for high school mm-hmm. dramatically. I mean, you've I was talking to um, Lucas Cachillo, quarterback, um, his his dad, Ryan, super great guy. He was, you know, talking about his son and he said that um, his son that he said the portals doesn't really help him because he's not 21 years old grown man yet. I mean, he's just 18. So it's like he really like needs to continue to work and continue to you know, hit the weight room and all that stuff until that's even an option for him. Um, I've talked to, um, you know, the App State coach, coach me in, coach me in college, uh, Kermit Smith. They're not – they're trying their very best to avoid high school kids because they want to win now. And so if they can get a kid that is a transfer from North Carolina or East Carolina that's 21, 22 years old, that's got a year or two of eligibility, you know what you're going to get with that. And I know, you know, basketball is more physical than baseball. Football is more physical than, than you know – than baseball, obviously. So I think that uh, trying to play the best, all that good stuff, um, definitely hits with all the sports. So you talk about, you know, you don't have the funds to put the people in the circuit and all this. I mean, when it comes to football, it, it seems like the, the budget is unlimited. Mm-hmm. Why do we not invest in basketball like we do football? I mean, I, I've been to several Reynolds games. That place is packed out. Do you blame it on the treasurer? Because I do. Not 100% the treasurer, Pat Paul. I'm, I'm also a football guy. So, um, I mean, I mean, fo- football generates money. Fo- yeah. Football. But I believe basketball is also in the green. Yeah. I, well, we've not yet had the success. Uh, and, and that's, that's kind of the, that's where we want to get to, you know, is, is where our football program is now. So, uh, I've always said this. I think, I think, and I might, I don't know, I might get in trouble for this, but like, I think the football, especially at Reynolds, needs to close to have an open book because they bring so much money in. Like, I really truly believe that. Um, they help us with what we do. Uh, so, as far as the budget is concerned, um, you know, when you talk about getting kids on the circuit, playing on the circuit, that's more like outside funds. That's more of like, you know, a, a business or a company sponsoring our team, you know, and having their name on the back, you know, so um, you're talking about some, some pretty serious funds to go and play in Atlanta or Charlotte or Las Vegas. Um, so that's money from the outside that would come in. But, but if, if that generates one or two more kids going to college, I mean, I think that's well worth the investment. Yeah. What you're saying is true. Um, and it, again, you got to find that coach who is also willing to coach and, yeah, I'm talking about – I'm not talking about a high-profile guy, but a guy that knows what he's doing because you're getting ready to go play against some really good teams. You know, so um, 
when you when you're able to go get on the circuit and you're talking about like taking your group and going, then you've I mean, you got to think about it. you're playing against some all star teams with like the best out of Charlotte. Like we're talking about oh yeah AC Reynolds going and playing you know Mecklenburg County all stars you yeah. know so just pick up the best from every team around yeah Mecklenburg right. County is ridiculous yeah it is it is I mean there's there's some guys down there that no I mean you just we we see some of them you right know? but when you put all of them on the same group and you, you take you know an RBC team who's going down and playing them again I'm I go play anybody but. Uh, first it starts with outside funds, you know, not, not school funds and not our club account funds. And then, you know, you also talking about, are you able to go down and keep it below 40? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and is that really helping your kids? Yeah. You know? yeah. Cause not every, not every player that we have, I mean, in my opinion, can go and play on those circuits, which is why they play with their specific AAU team that they do. Um, and, you know, getting back to talking about college and, you know, every, the kid has to want it too. The player has to want it too. So we can want it. Their parents can want it. But them seeing what it actually takes, you guys saw, you know, you guys said you saw Rockies in there getting shots up after school. Not every kid does that. Not every kid knows what it takes to get to the next level. And so, you know, I see that on the girls' side. And they get to their junior or senior year, and after they've seen so much and after they know what it takes to play, you go and be a D1 athlete, you don't have a life, period. Right. It's your sport, and that's it. That's it. And you don't get to come home for holidays. Right. You miss out on those things. And that's what these kids don't understand. And so, yeah, we can go take our kids and go play circuits, and that'd be great. But can they compete? Is that something they want? You know, what? what is it? Not every kid does. I feel like there's a huge disconnect there from what the parents actually want, and they want that commitment Correct. post. They want that Correct. The signing day. When you go, and even you said Division One. I, I mean, you, Division Two is oh, yeah. Division Two is a full time job for yeah. anybody. And if you go to a Mars Hill boys or girls basketball practice, and then you take your teams there, it's like, which one of y'all are like out there getting after? Right. I mean, that's not. There's no no slouches out there on those on those courts. Yeah, yeah. So it 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 has the kid has to want it, and they have to know what it takes because it's all fine and dandy to say, yeah, I want to go play college basketball, I want to go play college football. That's that's fine and that's fun to say, but it's really not fun to actually do when you're in it. I mean, there's a lot of hard times. I mean, I was a D2 athlete and it sucked a lot of times, to be quite honest. You know, there were times I'm like, this is not worth it. But in the end, it is. But you got to have those kids that have that mindset and that want to actually do it and love the game. You guys have a big event coming up, as I recall, like Rocket Madness is right around the corner. Paint that picture. Yeah, so Rocket Madness, this is our fifth year doing it. Um, It's madness. It is. It's madness. Uh, It's a free event for the community. It's just a way for us to kick off basketball season, to show the fans what we have, um, for youth league teams, middle school teams to come out, get recognized. Um, And it's just a fun time. You know, we have a dunk contest, play music, just get ready for, for basketball season. And our ki- our kids love it too, which is really, really important. Just uh, given, again, our kids uh, the opportunity to uh, do something cool that a lot of other schools can't, you know, don't do. Um, you know, so trying to maximize their experience in high school. And you said it's a, it's a free event to attend? Yeah, it's free. All right. So, yeah, you want basically as many people as you can get to come out and watch it. I'm yeah, yeah. And we give, we give free pizza to 
our students that come because we want them there. We want them supporting. And so we give out free pizza and free goodie bags to the first 50 people in. So we try to make it a cool experience. And I think yeah. the, it is a cool. Experience. There's normally raffles and stuff that yeah. goes on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We got how many raffles? So we usually do raffle baskets and every year it depends. Like last year we had a lot. We had a lot going on. Um, this year we're going to have a restaurant basket. Um, we're going to have some Carolina tickets to give away. There's normally a spa package or something, right? Yeah. Is that what you want? The spa one? That's you what I, yeah, I love. Louis doesn't need the spa package. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to have his head rubbed. Yeah, yeah. Listen, wow. a few years ago, I, I, we, we did do a, a few spa things, me and my wife, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So what date is it again? It's November 9th, which is a Thursday. And then that Friday, we don't have school. So Bring there's your, no excuse no for excuse, kids. Right. Yet. No <laughs> excuse for students. Yeah. So I, I'd suggest all the rental students get your WPAT L. Lewis shirt. Go ahead and take it on over to the Reynolds Madness. So is it the same with basketball? You get them fired up for football with this tough schedule. You guys get them ready for this tough schedule, ready for the MAC conference in basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's, we want to get our kids ready. And we don't, I don't really have to do a lot. The last few years, I haven't had to do much of pregame speech to get my kids going because they're ready no matter what. And they know we have, like I said, we always have a target on our back. Our kids know that. And so they're prepared every game. And I don't have to do a lot to get them ready. Like another thing too is like, we weren't getting these games five years ago. Like I mean, Myers Park wouldn't play us five years ago. We were playing, I mean, we were playing some teams up the mountain that, you know, we, we were probably going to go, you know, win by 20 or so. But so that's what I was telling our kids the other day is like, that's a testament to you and a testament to the kids who have been here in the past. Uh, we're getting games like that. And we got Myers Park coming up to us at the end of January. Like that just doesn't happen. So you talk about fireworks before this last TC game. I mean, were you guys aware of the video that was floating around with the jersey? Um. I don't, That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think we were prior to the game, um, but we definitely were after the game. After the game, for sure. Right. I didn't see, we didn't see it till after the game. Yeah. Um, so when I say fireworks, I'm just, I mean, with that rivalry, there's going to be a whole lot of talking. You yeah. know? And it was, they were not trying to hide it uh, going into the game. And so, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, they really thought they were going to win that game. Well, they're a good football team, and, and they, they, should, they should think that they're going to win from their side, you know, but. Uh, they came in with some swagger, and uh, I don't know. They poked the bear. I can tell you that. Well, guys, I think we got to put a bow on this one and tie it off here. It's been a good, good discussion. Coach Whitaker, thanks for coming. Coach Stevens, we appreciate y'all joining us and coming back behind the beard. They did come to the Anderson Studio, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's well, a live so. studio audience. Angela's thanks for having here. us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. So we have, we got a couple of people we got to thank the Bandettes for the song. They do a great job. And Carolina Sports Studios partners with us. They put out great stuff every week. But next week, we'll be back, and we look forward to talking to you. For Lewis and Mike Anderson, Carson Jones, Coach Whitaker, and Coach Stevens, I'm Pat Pohl. Till next time. Good night.